welcome back to Lake Ground Podcast. I'm your host, Ray G, and I'd like to thank you guys for tuning in today. So we got a few topics um, to talk about, and I want to start this show off by saying competitiveness, togetherness, and accountability. That is the team mantra that head coach Darvin Ham is going to install for this team. And I absolutely love it. Did y'all catch his press conference? I mean, he knocked it out the park, y'all. Like, he knocked it out the park. I have not heard a better press conference. And it's not even me being biased to it. So, let's just jump right into it. So, Darvin Ham, he exuded so much confidence and stability. He just made us feel like this team will be a lot more stable um, than what we're used to having uh, Frank Frank Vogel as the head coach. I feel like with Frank, it was a lot of uncertainty. And from Darwin's press conference, it felt like he had a plan. He knew what he was going to do. He had a vision. And all he needs to do is to execute it. I love his knowledge, the knowledge that he he's shown. I love, you know, just his his way of communicating things. Um, and I, I wrote a few notes. I had to actually watch the press conference twice because the first time I watched it, I was working or whatever, and I heard it. But I felt like I need to watch it again so I could feel it, if that makes sense. So I can really, you know, get a sense of what he's saying and, you know, understand where he's coming from and his vision with this team. And I think that his vision is something that most of us Laker fans this is what we want. This is what we've been asking for. This is what, you know, we've been hoping for. And I hope that, you know, everything he's saying comes to light and it all happens. It's just the man's confidence was what stood out for me so much. Like, of course, the knowledge of the game. I mean, he he was a player. You know, the fact that the Lakers chose him as a coach unanimously is something that says a lot. You know, it says a lot. He probably blown them away in that uh, interview and said a lot of things that they want to hear. And I think that he's going to back it up. Another few things he said was to collaborate, to communicate, and to demonstrate. Now, those are something that he can bring when you're talking about the team, the team team, the players, the coaching staff, and when you're working with the front office. The Lakers as a whole, organization as a whole, definitely can hone in on that collaborate, communicate, and demonstrate is, you know, my thoughts when he says that. You know, you're going to have to walk the walk and talk the talk. You're going to have to lead by example. And we all know communication is everything. So, and then collaborate. Put your heads together. Figure some things out together. It's, It's up to everybody as a whole. And that right there, it, like I said, that stood out to me. And then also him talking about the players. I mean, he didn't say this verbatim, but what he said made me think of this. And he talked about something in effect of pretty much being the best in your role. He talked of the guys like Austin Reeves and Stanley Johnson, how he needs to make sure that he's keeping them incorporated and how he needs to coach them just as hard as he coaches LeBron, AD, and Westbrook. 
And that's something you want to hear, too, because you're not just coaching your stars. You know, your stars can only do so much, and we've seen that. We did see that this season to where, I mean, LeBron was giving his all. But if the rest of your teammates aren't doing anything, you're going to lose the ball game, right? So him saying how, you know, he wants to make sure that everybody is being, you know, involved and pretty much being the best at their role and giving 100% at their role. Like I said, it's not exactly what he said, but I am pretty much interpreting it as that. This is what I think when he um, talks about this uh, this this topic of the team and the players. And to me, he just gives off a very humble, very humble vibe. Like, I like that about him. He, he wasn't cocky. Uh, he came off as willing to learn from the players, you know, willing to be able to work with the players and hear what they're saying and also give them his feedback. So that goes back to, you know, having great communication with your team. And I think that that's going to go a long ways for this Lakers team. And that's always something good to hear. And it's, it's, I didn't even think that he would sit there and be still keeping an eye on the Lakers even after he left and went on to his other, his other gigs. And he was saying how he was mostly in charge of scouting the Lakers when he was coaching for other teams, which, you know, makes sense because, you know, he came from the program or whatnot. So, um, but the fact that he still was watching the Lakers, keeping an eye on it, I mean, I feel like right there, like he, he a true Laker at heart, you know, that's this opportunity probably meant a lot to him where some people it might not, some people might not understand the magnitude of coaching for the Lakers. And just real quick, I listen to a lot of these shows, these sports shows, and it's crazy because, again, they still, you know, pretty much dumping on the Lakers for hiring him and almost like saying that they give pity to Darvin because they're just like, oh, this organization is so dysfunctional and he's going to have to deal with Westbrook and he's going to have to deal with the, the front office meddling and he got to deal with this and he got to deal with that. Instead of just sitting back and just saying, all right, let's just see what he does. Like, they're not even giving him a chance before they just just dumping on him. And, it, again, that's a part of being a, a part of the Laker organization. Like, you got to continuously prove these people wrong every single time your name is attached to the Lakers. Whether you're a player, whether you're a coach, in a front office role, you always have to elevate and it's like they're continuously trying to prove people wrong. And it's like we know they've had some dysfunction. We know they had some turmoil. But it, to just not even give this man a chance and, you know, for the media, some media personnel just to almost, in a sense, act like they feel sorry for him for having his job. Oh, nobody wants the Lakers job. It, that sounds crazy to me, y'all. I mean... What do y'all think? Does that sound crazy to y'all? Because I'm just like, are you serious? This is the Los Angeles Lakers we're talking about. Yes. Yes, they all, they, they're not the perfect brand organization. We know that already. We know that. But don't sit here like this is just some random gig that everybody's staying away from. Kobe said it best, man. And I think this is applied to coaches too. It takes a lot to be in Los Angeles, man. It takes the right person. It's not for everybody. It's not for everybody. And by all means, that doesn't mean it's the worst job in the NBA. It, to me, it don't. I mean, again, yes, you have all these expectations, but if you feel like you're that person that you're ready for that, why not go for the job? 
Why not? Because guess what? If you win, if you come here and you win, oh, come on. Everybody knows. Everybody knows. If you come to the Lakers organization and you're a winner for the organization, you're forever submitted. Like, you're forever going to get love until you don't, until you really just do something crazy to the fact that the fans and everybody like, ah, we won one with him, but he was really trash. But, you know, in a sense, if you come and continuously be great and continuously do you and be yourself and keep that expectation of winning first and nothing else, like your nation going to love you. I think, you know, you, you will submit that in your legacy because everywhere you go, oh, that's the Lakers coach that coached this team to win in 60 games. Or that's the Lakers coach that coached this team to win in two championships. Like, that's forever going to follow you. And I think that, you know, people forget that, that, you know, the Lakers, yes, it's, it's, it's tough. It'll be tough to be a coach here. It's tough to be a player if you're not. If you're not ready for it, if you're not mentally ready for it, I know y'all heard Andre Drummond saying, you know, what he said about playing for the Lakers, and he's absolutely correct. Again, it's not for everybody. La La Land is not for everybody, man. The expectations are through the roof. And, you know, us as fans, we don't play. If you suck, we're going to tell you you suck, take off our jersey. And I'm sitting here saying our jersey like we made it. But with the team, we love this team. We support this team. So, you know, this is how we feel as a fan base, man. We feel like we definitely a part of the team, even though we're not the ones out there shooting the hoops. Especially us fans, we serious. We don't play about our Lakers. We really, really don't. Um, but getting back to his press conference, someone asked him what kind of coaching style Coach Ham had. And I, I, I personally didn't know when I first, like, heard and did my research on him. And I'm like, hmm. I really don't know what kind of coach he's going to be, but what first came to mind from how he's talked about among the league is a no-nonsense type of coach. And that just gives me the thought of being defensive-minded first and foremost. I wouldn't say like a defensive, just a, a plain old defensive coach, but um, just that, that toughness is what came to mind. And when they ask what kind of coach he'll be, not saying that he's not going to be good on offense, but that toughness has made me think that he's definitely going to install a solid defense and hold them accountable to playing defense. But he said that he's going to have a 360-degree coaching style. Pretty much don't box him in. He's going to focus on defense first and foremost, but he's also going to focus on offense. Um, just be pretty much well-rounded, and that's all you can ask for out of a coach. And, I mean, a first-time head coach at that. Just an answer like that makes you say, okay, okay. So we won't sit here and say, oh, this is what he does. He does his di-. We expect him to tap into a little bit of everything, you know, a little bit of everything, defense, offense, just all that that comes with being a good coach and building a good playoff team and a team that, that's going to go for a championship. So um, I like that his answer on that, pretty much just saying he wants to be a well-rounded coach again I think that's something that our Lakers definitely need man all the players all the freaking players are going to be held accountable um he even said that the coaches is going to be held accountable and um you can't ask for nothing better than that because that's something that that lacked the accountability most definitely lacked all the a lot of the players did not want to play defense they just wanted to get their numbers and that was annoying as hell it was hell annoying. Now let's talk about the offense that 
he gave us a sneak peek on that he's going to install. He said he's going to install the four-out, one-in offense, and I, I'm cool with that. But we just got to make sure we have the correct personnel. We got to make sure we can spread the floor. We got the shooters to install that. I would see probably AD being at one end for sure. Um, everybody else got to be ready to shoot, man. They got to be ready to shoot and knock the shots down. So I mean, that's gonna be that's gonna be good to see, as long as we have the right personnel. Another thing that he was very heavy on was player and ball movement. Oh my gosh, that's like music to my ears. Like, cause they played, they they stood there like poles, man. They were standing there like poles last season. It was so annoying. One on one, nobody moved, nobody cut. The ball didn't move. It was very stagnant. So to hear him say, you know, ball movement, player movement is, is pretty much at the forefront of what they do. It's like music to my ears, man. It really, really was, and it was good to hear. And um, man, if we could do that, that's gonna be some fun, fun, fun basketball to watch, y'all. Like, super fun, and especially if we get the right personnel and make sure that they can knock down the shots. That's going to be good. With that offense as well, you know, moving and, and ball movement, everybody get a chance to touch the ball. Nobody will be just stagnant. It won't be stagnant. You, it'll be harder to defend the Lakers like that. You have to really account for all five guys instead of just accounting for Bron and accounting for AD and accounting for – Westbrook, which on the offensive side, let's keep it a buck right now. Nobody's really, nobody's really guarding Westbrook on the offensive side. Let's let's keep it a buck. But um, that brings me to the to the next point that I have of him saying facts over feelings, meaning he'll point out facts. So he'll point out when he gave an example of if you miss an assignment, he wants to be able to pull out the facts. Like the facts are you missed that assignment, so you need to. The next play or next game, we need to fix that. That goes back into the accountability. And I, I feel like that can go also into the offense because, you know, you could miss a player. You could have tunnel vision and you miss a player. I mean, why why can't he hold you accountable for that? You had a player to your left and a wing wide open, but you had tunnel vision and you wanted to go straight to the bucket and run into a wall and now we turned the ball over. That's just a quick scenario. But that goes for both ways. Facts are a feeling. I love that. I love that he said that because it's a fact. You sucked at this, fix it. That's it. <laughs> Don't be mad about it. Just fix it. And that goes offensively and defensively. Um, it was a lot of questions as well about Westbrook, and I like the way he handled that. He supported Westbrook. It's not, it sounds like Westbrook going to be here, y'all. It sounds like he's going to be here, not unless something else changes and they they come up with a with a, a good package or, or some kind of a way to get him up out of there. But it sounds like Westbrook is going to be here. It sounds like we better get ready for this experience. Maybe Coach Ham can pull something out of him or, or help him be better. All we can do is hope at this point. We really, we really don't know. I said that before in my last podcast that everybody wants to know what the Lakers are going to do with Westbrook. And the answer is we don't know. We really do not know. Westbrook was at the press conference and supporting you know, Coach Ham as well as I think I've seen Winnie Gabriel, and I think I also seen Austin Reeves. The camera cut quick, so I didn't see if there was any more people because there's more people coming um, out as well. But I did see those three players for sure. So it's good to see that he had the support from the team already. He stated that he spoke to LeBron. He spoke to AD. LeBron is excited. 
And he did show that on Twitter. He was excited when it first came out. And then AD, of course, we really never hear nothing from AD. I think that he spoke about how he's going to use AD, and it sounded pretty good to me. He spoke about how they need to uh, maintain LeBron, help him, you know, maintain his health for he can play at the highest level that he can, as well as AD, because AD has to, you know, do the same. We know he's been having injury issues. So most definitely want to make sure that, you know, their health is first and foremost. He did talk about player health conscious, and that that has to be a must. That has to be a must because this team was just obliterated with injuries. It's For the past few seasons, it's been like that, like injury after injury after injury. And we definitely got to make sure that I'm saying we again, like I'm, I'm a part of the Lakers. Leave me alone, y'all. I am. They definitely have to make sure the uh, the players are in good shape, have everything they need to succeed and stay healthy, sustain throughout the whole season into the playoffs and so on and so forth. So um, I love what I heard about that. It's, man, when he was talking, it was just like, bro, bro, have you been uh, looking at our Twitters or something? Because we really been asking for this. We really been asking for somebody we all, you know, we all on the same page with him. <laughs> it's gonna be, it's gonna be good to see for sure. But yeah, his knowledge of the games was stood out to me. Just, you know, the way he spoke of the game, how he broke it down, and pretty much gave his plan on what he he wants to do. That that was another thing that really stood out to me. But I'm like, wow, this guy, his confidence. Just again, I just keep saying that because he just. The fact that he just pretty much knew what he wanted to do was no uncertainty. It's like he been studying this shit. Like he was like, man, if they if they get rid of Frank, this is what I'm gonna do with that team or something like that. But moving forward, we heard they did also ask him about Rasheed Wallace because I want to say Shams tweeted out that he got hired. Then he came back and said he wasn't hired. That they're still working on the contract. But if they do hire him, man, I like that pickup. The first thing that comes to mind. When I hear of Rasheed Wallace's toughness, and I think that him and Coach Ham together, man, this team is, is really going to be held accountable, and they're going to exude toughness, which is what they definitely need. They're not going to lay down or be down by, by 20 and then want to give up and be like, oh, we'll just get the next one. They're going to want to continue to fight back. And um, I really, really do hope that they keep Phil handy. Like, I really, really hope that, man. Like, please, Lakers. Keep Phil handy, man. You, you got to keep the guy, man. You got to keep him. But we got to see what happens, y'all. We got to see what happens. I hope you guys are enjoying the playoffs so far with those those leprechauns and uh, the Warriors. I got the Warriors because I can't stand to see them win 18 before we do. So I'm hoping the Warriors help us out here and don't let that happen. I mean, Steph will tie Braun for championship rings but it is what it is but yeah man that's gonna do it for this episode I just wanted to talk a little bit about the press conference of what I've seen Darvin Ham man he sound like he's gonna be a great fit for the Lakers and I think we should all be excited again some people not some people are bashing it like really all y'all can do is Darvin Ham but guys listen to me y'all act like we had a deep deep coaching pool that we could have just you know just start picking coaches from not saying that he's not a good coach. Let's let's keep I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is out of the people that was available, Darvin Ham was the best available. 
He was the best available. I mean, Mark Jackson was right there with him. But, I mean, for whatever reason, teams are not really going for Mark Jackson. But uh, I'm very happy with this hiring. And I think it's going to do well for us. And, I mean, the fact that he signed a four-year contract, like I said in my last podcast, that just shows how the Lakers are committing to him. And I think that, you know, right at this point, that you have to think beyond LeBron when it comes to a coach because he's about to be 38 years old. We're not going to have him forever. So we got to kind of plan with him now and beyond. And I think this is the first step in that. So that's going to do it for this episode of Lake Around Podcast. Make sure you guys follow me on all of my social media platforms on Twitter at RAE underscore G3 and on Instagram at Lake Around Pod. Make sure y'all share this with y'all friends. I'm trying to grow. I can't do it without y'all. Um, look out for you, girl. And I'm out. Have a great night.